What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk the Podcast. This is Money, your dyke extraordinaire. Oh, that's good. That's nice. That's what her name. And I am Nikita, and this week I am your friendly neighborhood flannel fairy. (laughs) It's cold out. And I've been really enjoying flannel. Flannel fairy. I feel like it matches my. It's a. It's an accurate reflection of my gender. That, that is true. Fem. Would you call me fem Oreo? Yes. So flannel fairy. Yeah. It works. Mm-hmm. And I know how you feel about alliteration. I did that for I, you. I know. You know. I'm just like tickled. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Love your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your flow from a distance. Your vibe incite my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every type, darkest night, brightest light. I'm loving your soul. They hate you, replace you, taint you, but know that you go. Worldwide from every continent. I just want you jig a little bit. Move them hips, feel that bliss. Hug your sister, make a fist. Don't resist your temptation. You amazing, no limitation. My favorite in this matrix. We move by your vibration and that's love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby you love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby you love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby you love. You love. All right, so y'all can find us on all of your major platforms. You can hit us up on Twitter. Or Instagram at Queer Walk Pod. Be sure to use the hashtag QueerWOC if you're like trying to connect with us on there and to help other Queer Walks find the podcast and the community. Because I know how hard it is to be out in these streets as a queer woman of color Ooh, without community. I know so that's right. Use the hashtag and use the connect hashtag. us. Yeah, you can also go to our Tumblr page where it all started at QueerWalk.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at Queer Walk the Podcast. And just for clarification, that is Queer Walk colon the podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> on <laughs> Facebook. We don't want to lead our listeners astray. <laughs> because there's some other Queer Walk semicolon. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I just know sometimes that Facebook search engine can be rather tricky. <laughs> okay. I just want to help them. I just want to guide our fans through it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so... And if you're feeling real intimate, you can also hit the Gmail at QueerWalkPod at gmail.com. Ooh. You know, just just so it can be between you and us. Wow. And right. Nikita's going to get on answering. Right in the Gmail. Why you had to make it nasty? <laughs> you just... Uncle Nick. I, just, I didn't make it nasty. All right, so where can they listen to us, Nikita? I am so glad that you asked. Where can they listen? They can listen to us on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcast, on Google Play, and on Stitcher. Yes. No, I said <laughs> SoundCloud, <laughs> Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Stitcher. Okay, we're not going to start this this early in the episode, okay? Moving right you along. Just keep your bullshit, all right? <laughs> So after you find us and you listen to us, or even while you're listening, you can take a pause and you can donate. And where can you all donate? I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's like three hosts right here. I'm feel like I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. You're having a conversation with yourself. 
and I'm sitting here. <laughs> You're a totally a third wheel right now. So they can um, donate on Patreon. And Patreon is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash pod. And as we've said many times, uh, Patreon is a place where you can donate monthly so you become a sustainer of the program. through sustainer? Uh, of the, see, I'm still old. I said program. I know. I'm so sorry. You keep calling it a program. It's a podcast. It's a program. <laughs> So, again, if you just want to skip just one day out of the month, just skip that Frappuccino or that bougie-ass coffee and just instead go ahead and send that three, five, seven or more dollars <laughs> um, to us a month. Um, you can also de- donate to us on PayPal and you can head over to paypal.me slash QueerWalk. And that's just a one time. You know, you feel in charitable that day and you just wanted to drop some money. You know, like tax season's coming up. You just go Ooh. ahead go ahead and drop a little bit of that tax refund in that <laughs> right, PayPal. Please. Because, you know, we just got new headphones. Thanks yeah, to y'all. Yeah. I must say, I sound delicious <laughs> in these headphones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to go on to our Queer Walks? Of the week? I wish I didn't have to. Right. But, um, so this Queer Walk of the Week segment, we've just decided to dedicate uh, to the four black lesbians who um, lost their lives in the first weeks. Yeah, of, of the new year. Of the new year. 2018. Um, we're, we're 16 days in as we record this. We'll be 18 days in as y'all listen or more. Um, and already, like, the violence is just what consumes me yeah. at the beginning of the year. It's like, damn. I feel like yesterday when you asked me what we were going to talk about, I was in a really bad mood, and I was like, well, we should just talk about the four black lesbians who done been murdered. Ain't this some shit? You yeah. know, I was just... I feel like I skip over the phase of being, I don't know, like, dejected, and I just jump straight to anger. Anger, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, which is kind of what I want to talk a little bit about. But first, I would like to, you know, uplift their names and, um, like, hold them as ancestors, which they became ancestors way too soon. Uh, Patrice Colors had a tweet about that, like, we shouldn't have to uh, make people ancestors before their time when mm, Erica Garner passed. Right. And this, it just felt, like, so... Relevant here because none of these women were over 36 years old. Oh my god. And that is so fucking young. That is so young. So the first is Carice Lewis in Washington, D.C. She was 23 years old. I read about her story on Democracy Now! on January 9th. Um, So Ashe. Ashe. The next is Kalata Crowell, 36, um, from Florida. And also her daughter, Kyra, who was only 11. Ugh. Um, and then this one is really close, Nikita. Very close. Shanta Myers and Brandy Mells. Uh, Shanta was 36 and Brandy was 22. And they were in Troy, New York. Which is, which upstate, is upstate New York. Here, yeah. right next to us. Um, and also uh, their two kids, Jeremiah and Shanice, 11 and 5. Ashe. Ashe. And so I'm pissed the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I guess I will respond first to uh, to why I was telling you that I wanted to make them Queer Walks of the Week. Um, 
And it's really similar to the start of, uh, was 2016 when, like, in the first two oh, weeks, 17 trans women of trans color Trans women were of murdered. color, yeah. Uh, so I saw people, I saw people who I didn't expect to be commenting, like, the headlines are misleading. People are making it seem as if them being lesbians had anything to do with them being murdered. And, you know, like, this is just okay, you guys. Like, you're taking this too far. Like, somebody's identity. And then, you know, black feminist mother Barbara Smith went on, like, a Twitter rampage about the way people use the term identity uh, politics. Politics, right. Um, and saying that this is not it, right? Right. they were... <clears throat> She was like, I created the term. You can't tell me what I meant by it. Um, and so the reason why that angered me is because people think about identities only in the fact that they have one and not in this political way. Like we've been saying for like five episodes now. Right. So maybe, I I don't think so. I'm just going to give it the benefit of the doubt, right? Um, but uh, so let's just give it the benefit of the doubt that them being lesbians didn't have anything to do with this. Their conditions of being lesbians had everything to do with it. Especially these two who are so close to us, Shanta and Brandy, like living in an apartment complex where nobody checks on them for five days. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot tell me that this is like a this is not a condition created out of being lesbians. Like being women who love one another, you're probably isolated from family. At least your family don't live close by, even if you still are in contact with them. You're raising children. So this is is not only about, like, the the taking of their lives, but also their children's lives, y'all. Like, three babies were murdered in in these past few weeks also. We are more affected by poverty. That's like as, as yeah, yeah. black lesbians, more uh, more um susceptible to like things like sexual violence, sexual harassment on the job, um, low wage employment. So living in places that aren't really safe, uh, and then so in that case specifically, and the reason why I read uh, so much about that one is because it was so close. Is that the people who broke into their apartment stole an Xbox and a TV mm. and murdered them and their babies. Right. And you cannot tell me that that's not a condition created out of poverty and violence against black women. Like, you yes. think it's okay to yes. break into this apartment and murder these two black women because... <laughs> It's just like you cannot tell me that them being lesbians didn't have shit to do with that. Right. Like if if this was a, a black woman living in there with her man, you ain't gonna kick the door in and like murder right, both of right, them right. as readily as you would for two black women living there, and they're young. Like I'm, I am, like it is. Oh God, like I feel so frustrated because I'm just sick of grieving people who like look like me. Right. But. Kimberly Crenshaw talked about the matrix of oppression and there it is not a fucking coincidence that black trans women and black lesbians are like being mass murdered across the country right like this because of like all of these points of oppression interconnecting in our lives and our identities we are put in the material conditions that create those violent situations. Yeah. So you can't tell you can't say that these um headlines are misleading or inflammatory just because you understand lesbian to only mean that she likes 
women. That she's a woman who's attracted to a woman. It also means that you live your fucking life as a lesbian. And that's what I've been trying to say on this goddamn mic since the first episode of why I picked the word queer. Like, there is more to your identity than you just having it. Your identity is also political. And so that's why I'm so, like, riled up right now. I feel like I have nothing to add. Because you know I was finna jump in on that. And Their I'm lives also, are structured. Yes. yes. Um, so it's not, I think you're making the distinction. Because I, when people see, oh, black lesbians murder, mm-hmm. they think, oh, well, if someone, if someone didn't say, you know, die, die, right. die. Right. Then it wasn't a then hate it, crime. Then it wasn't a right. hate crime. But it's, I mean, you, like I said, I really don't have anything yeah. to add. You're really talking about what, why why and how our lives are structured by these broader forces exactly. that, that make us so that we're more subjected mm-hmm. to uh, particular kinds of violence. Right. So we got to start thinking about hate crimes in a bigger way, too. Like, a hate crime is black lesbians being, like, underemployed or unemployed more so than their, like, white, sure. cis, hetero right, right, counterparts. Right. Like, that's also a hate crime. We are navigating... We are constantly navigating systems every day that put us at risk of violence and harm sure yeah and and so what also stands out to me right is that the anti-violence project which um for those of you who don't know the anti-violence project is pretty much the the research center and the activist organization that attempts to uh document and lessen violence against lgbt folks and hiv positive folks right so they do all of those statistics that you see them in partnership with glad about (laughs) Um, I think a lot of the popular ones are the homophobia and transphobia that kids face in school. Like, you see all those, like, pretty charts yeah. and shit. They do that, right? And so, um, Democracy Now! interviewed one of them, somebody from their whatever, and they were like, actually, we don't specifically track cases involving black lesbian women. I did see that. And even that is a hate crime like even even within an organization who seeks to like eliminate violence against lgbt folks and hiv positive folks we again are overlooked and like lumped in with whatever else whether they erase our blackness and lump us in with women they erase our lesbianness and lump us in with like black lgbt folks if we're lucky they might just lump it to as lgbt folks of color Mm -hmm. Uh, like even in a space where I don't know, like even our deaths get overlooked, overlooked right. and clumped into something right. else, and they were saying that it's often because uh, cops like misread the situation and they'll document like a lesbian couple as roommates or right, something. Right, we are that. So not only does the nature of our identity like put us outside and at risk. But it also puts us in, right? So we are connected to so many communities. Like, black queer women be every fucking where. So even if the cops are misreading a situation, you cannot tell me that there's not someone connected to their lives that are mourning and missing these women who will tell you what it really was. Like, actually, that wasn't her roommate. That's been her baby for like eight years. You know, like, these people are around. Like, with Carice's ex was... um. So her story was the first one I saw, Carice Lewis, and her ex came forward and was just like, she, we were like, it was always love, even still. Even that is a thing for black lesbians. Like, for better or worse, you are still in community with your exes. (laughs) 
And so you cannot tell me that our stories don't get to be written just because some cop misread the right, situation. Right, right, right. So I'm hurt, y'all. I just, I just feel like you. I really have nothing to add. You have so succinctly just nailed that. Yeah. This is this is righteous rage. I mean, I, I think it totally sucks, but I mean, you're right. You, I mm-hmm. think that your analysis is right out there. So it's it's um, hard because I live this shit and I also study it. And so um, I was reading this chapter that said that the number one issue that black lesbians bring to therapy is having lack of models and visions for their future. Mm, That is the number one issue that black lesbians bring to therapy. And when stuff like this happens, I feel it. You know, I'm like, right, exactly. They were a couple raising kids together, a black lesbian couple in upstate New York. And I'm thinking like, oh, bitch, it's possible. But the way I get to hear that you even were that was in your death. In your, you know, right. like nobody made it to 40. You know, like this right, is right. this shit hurts. Like what what does what does your future look like when the only time you see people like you are are in their death? Right. So yeah. I know I talked for a minute on this, no. but I feel like I was holding it all in yesterday and it put me in a bad mood. Especially because of some feedback I got. Because like I said, I studied this stuff too. So I was encouraged to write more about my relationships and my dissertation. And I was just like... (laughs) Bitch, you don't want me to write about my (laughs) You know, like I just... I felt like... (laughs) Like fire shot from my head when I read that comment. Because that's just such a, a cute and flimsy and like whimsical comment. For anybody who doesn't identify in the way that I do. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I just... I, I don't think you can just, like, flippantly ask a black lesbian to talk about her relationships. Or if she wants to have kids. Or any of that stuff. Without, and, dre- without like, unearthing all of this other stuff that you're talking about. Yeah. Right. right. Take a deep breath after that. Queer Walk of the Week segment. I'm going to lift their names up and I'm not, I'm not going to ask them to rest in peace. I'm going to ask them to tell the ancestors that you should not, should not be there. You know, like don't fucking rest or maybe that's too much to ask. Maybe, the, maybe yeah. Maybe should rest. Either rest or rage. Yeah. Whatever. Either one. Right. All right. <sighs> so I feel like everything that you just said like we always say like when we at when we tell people where they can find us and mm-hmm. like I mean it sounds a little ridiculous but like this is why we're so adamant you know about listener like mm-hmm. engagement and this is why we really love the the community the community contributors, contributors yeah. mm-hmm. right and um, so there's we have a lot of community contributors um this week and or for this episode and you noticed that the you you told me that the the listener engagement went up after last episode. I thought so I, I thought it yeah, and it mm-hmm. did, and it's like and people are you know saying like I think I speak for both of us when I say that we don't take it lightly when people are saying like I, my favorite thing that people say is like it feels like they're listening to they're they're with friends like yeah. it feels like they're in community mm-hmm. and because you know the the stack 
is so against us. Right. Like we know how difficult it is mm-hmm. to find and to be in community that this is this is yeah. why we, you know we really appreciate and that's what we, the community we just be trying to do. You know, yeah. like um, Danielle hit us up on Facebook, and her comment speaks directly to what you're saying. So I'm gonna read it. So Danielle says, listening to this podcast gave me so much life. Thank you, girl. That just means so much, especially after that. Exactly. I feel like I was at Sunday brunch kicking it with straight family. I mean, from everything, body, blackness, sexuality. It was fun and real and all things I needed on today. On today. That's a good choice. That's when you know it's black, too. Like, on today. And my satin bonnet and floral nightgowns this morning. Thankful. This will be such a ritual moving forward because y'all make me happy. This is amazing. Yeah. Thank I, you for that. <laughs> I was going to say, I appreciate the fuck out of you, Danielle. Yeah, that, yeah. that was that was top notch. I know. Thank you so much. And um, basically still going on with that theme, we want to give a shout out to um, Crystal, who uh, dropped yeah. us uh, a line in our Gmail and uh, Crystal was just saying that they really appreciated our um, Kwanzaa our episode. Kwanzaa episode because, mm-hmm. um, like the the subject of the email was shitness, <laughs> <laughs> and she was just talking about how, you know, how awful that Christmas, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that holiday season time is for her, you know, just with some like family dynamics, and so she said that she got a lot of um, she really appreciated um, our. Um, our Kwanzaa episode, and that's like discussing the um, principles, and it gave her something to look forward mm-hmm. to in the new year. And like that again, that's going back yes. to like what you were saying mm-hmm. about you know, I I mean I don't know if I'm reading too much into like, you know Crystal's email. Crystal, I'm sure you'll send us an email if I'm wrong. <laughs> but like, like get, bitch, I got friends, right? <laughs> but like getting through yeah. like the you know getting through the holidays and like preparing for the new right. year. I feel like that's yeah. like, but yeah, like I said, it's what mm-hmm. you're getting at. It's like. It's it's so hard for us to like um, to imagine and make steps towards right. being in the future. Mm-hmm. So uh, we really appreciated that. Um, so thank you so much, Crystal. We got a whole love package from Jasmine from yeah. the Even Exchange. That shit was and, nice. <laughs> oh my gosh! I sent her this screaming Instagram message like, because <laughs> y'all know me, I'm loud and like I scream very easily, and I'm just oh. like. Thank you so much. Shut up. Okay. Why you got to make everything dirty? Can you just like not Uncle Nick one okay. segment? I'll be none Nick right now. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yes. Um, just want to show you lots. Of, and we got a handwritten letter from you, too. It was so, I mean, again. I am going to find a frame for it because who writes handwritten letters anymore? Exactly. Thank you so much, Jasmine. I love you, boo. I really appreciate that. And I would like to have the... Um, I guess being um, second string, I'll just have to settle for a copy of the letter and then money gets to keep the original. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. You done? I mean, I guess so. <laughs> so I wanted to move on to another review that we got on um, Apple Podcasts. So this is from Star. And they've entitled their review, Temple of Familiar. I love that. That people feel like they know us. Like, Me too. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, C-Star says, I am so happy I found this podcast. I look forward to new episodes. I love the mental health moments. 
As a black queer woman struggling with mental health issues, Mm -hmm. it is so comforting hearing a black therapist talk about how important it is to take care of yourself. When I listen to the show, it feels like I'm hanging with close friends. Can't wait to see this show receive its shine. I know that's motherfucking right. (laughs) Speaking into existence, right? right? (laughs) You hear that? That's a shining. Bling, bling. Then I gotta finish this degree, huh? The people, well, the people waiting on it. They, like. they are finish it for the both of us because you know my my storied history with. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, didn't mean to, to dredge up those wounds. So let's keep going uh, with our patrons. Um, Yes, our community contributors in the form of new patrons. We are on it. Yeah, I opened up the the Patreon today and I was like fifteen. Yeah, that's good. We yeah. almost had a hundred dollars. So yeah. go ahead and join. <laughs> so we want to give a shout out to Queen from T Wood, Queen and Jay. Yeah, of course. So shout out to she, Queen. Well, she wasn't Shaka on this, so I was like, wasn't she Shaka Khan? So <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known regardless. So I don't even know why you would bring that up. I don't. Yeah, love you, Queen. Thanks you, thank you so much, Queen. <laughs> and also shout out to uh, Margaret. Shout out to Tawana. And shout out to Monet. Yes. So we, it's just on and popping in that patrons. Yes. I like that Patreon. Monet and Margaret were like back to back because you know you love alliteration. I do. <laughs> wow, Margaret, Monet, and then we finna move on to the mental moment with money. Yeah, this is just a <laughs> mental moment with money. This is the part where I would squish my boobs together oh and shake God. them. <laughs> I, I wish the listeners could have gotten a view of that. Get your titties away from the mic. <laughs> See, that's why y'all got to become patrons. So I can get my own mic. And I don't have to put up with this foolishness. <laughs> you loved it. It was a treat. <laughs> All right. So moving into the mental moment today. I saw this article on Yes and Yes. Um, and it was about 15 ways that you can catch up with a, a homie without... Involving alcohol or getting mm, a drink, that's right? That's good. Yeah, and I thought it was good because I don't know how I overlooked this so much, but like a lot of places aren't, I don't know, like being in recovery friendly, right? <laughs> you know, so um, I thought this list was really cool. So here I am sharing it with y'all. So ways to catch up with people, to check in and be like, oh, well, how was your break and all that without, let's go get a drink. All right. So the first is to invite them to your house. Mm. Why did you? Mm. You know, I have I can count. I have like a roster yeah. of the amount of people that have been in my home. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to get a little. I had to at that. Instagram it when I was finally allowed to come into your house because okay. how long have I known you? I've known you six years. That's you're. I've only I've lived in, in that in, apartment that was my first for. Time I have not lived life. in the apartment for six <laughs> years though. I've only lived in the apartment for like a year and a half. Two years. A year and a half. Mm, two years. And I have never been in there. You are always at my house. Okay. Invite them to your house. <laughs> Stop looking at my list. Number two is go on a walk or hike together. Oh, which this is one of my faves. I know. You always do it with your friends who aren't me. Oh. You know, so yeah, going on walks and hikes can be great. Number three is run errands together. 
So we actually have a queer carpool in Syracuse. Do we? How do you not know about this? I've never been in the queer carpool. (laughs) You, again, you just made it nasty with those eyes. I really was... (laughs) That was more shock and insult that I hadn't been invited to the queer carpool. Okay, so I'll invite you on Facebook. It's a closed group, so. Oh. Well, it kind of has to be. Sure, you know. of course. You you like, hey, we're going to be here. Right. A, a whole group of queers. Right. You know, so. Fair enough. Yeah, but we do. We have, and that's that's been a great way to connect to people, even people you don't know, to like uh, create community. Because this is a hard city to get around if you don't have a car. Mm, ain't that the So truth. just be like, hey, I'm, t- I'm making a Trader Joe's run on Sunday. Who coming? You know. So that's cute. Now, before us take a low-key class together. Like, then by low-key, I don't mean, like, Algebra 1. <laughs> you, can't, you can't talk to each other. Wow. What? That was so nerdy. That was so cute. It was me like Algebra 1. Well, because that's low-key. It's low-key as in it's not intensive, but it's... Only a math nerd would be like, Algebra 1's a breeze. I apologize if I'm math-shaming anyone. You really by, are. By saying that Algebra 1 is Yeah, low-key. exactly. The minute that letters and numbers started co-mingling, I was fucked mathematically. That's like pre-algebra. Okay. Okay. Can you make anyway. a little raggedy point? <laughs> anyway, what I mean by low-key class is like... Painting with the twist, without the twist, or or like pottery. That Some, these are none yoga. of these are low key. Yes, they are because you're allowed to talk to each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can't be like sitting up in a lecture class and be like, girl. <laughs> you know. I mean, you could. Girl, you read Patricia Hill Collins. <laughs> that matrix of domination, bitch. So speaking of another thing on the list is to uh, have an article club. So, a lot of times people try to have book clubs, and that's just a big commitment. It's, that is so... Oh, my God. That is such a great idea. It always falls flat. Always. Nobody ever reads the book. Do an article club. Just share the link, and I think we inadvertently have an article club. Oh, yeah. Because Yanira and Vani always be sharing stuff. Always. <laughs> like, and we all end up reading the articles, so... Um, and then come together and talk about it. Maybe you can uh, give us a nice selection out of the Journal of <laughs> Marriage and Family Therapy. I'm just going to hit you with the closest thing to me. Okay. Um, DIY your space together. I lost my track of what number I'm on. But DIY your space together. So uh, I had this big idea a couple summers ago that I was going... Because I have a full attic and it's really nice. Like wood floors and everything. And so I had this idea that I was going to clean up my attic and make it like a space that I could use. Um, and Anna was supposed to help me do that. We didn't end up doing it, but we had some great conversations <laughs> pretending that we, <laughs> that we were going to do it. So, <laughs> uh, go on a long drive together. We've done this. Have we? We're driving to New York. Oh, right. Uh, host a clothing swap, which I've also you've, done. Yeah, you've done a lot of this. I feel like I'm a, a great friend. You really are. <laughs> I think I've done... One and a half of these? <laughs> well, you 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 keep your friends on certain points. I've never gone on a hike with you. But I've run errands before with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you took me around to do all of that DMV shit, remember? Right. My, my license yeah. was suspended. That was, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I have personally experienced that suspension license yeah. life. <laughs> Yeah. Rent a cabin together. We've been talking about doing that. We should just do it. We really got to do it. Let's do it. 
have a co-working date, which we do all the time. Do but you, do we ever really get work done though? I don't think so. That's I, why I stopped working. That's with why it's, <laughs> it's hard to have like co-working dates with people that you like. Because I'm like, true. I really enjoy y'all's company, yeah. and I just want to kiki and have a good time. I know. And you go home, and you're like, really only wrote a paragraph? <laughs> We've been That's out for six hours. My strategy became to do work that is, like, not pressing. Yeah. So when I was getting ready for my client sessions and stuff, you know. Right. Craft together. I've crafted with people to, and we've had conversations like catch up. But mm-hmm. It's not my preferred way. Make a recipe together. Do you remember when Vani was trying to make that, like, feed 500 people chili? (laughs) (laughs) Check your email. She sent the recipe. recipe. That is so funny. So, (laughs) when I read that bullet, I really laughed because I was like, wow, we've actually attempted that. And the last thing is... Write a new things list together and do one off each person's list together. That's cute. So things that you want to try and then do one off each person's list. I dig it. That's really good. So yeah, I hope this list inspired you for some cool ways to catch up with your folks after the holiday break or being away from each other or just as check-ins in general because I think we go long stretches in isolation thinking that... A double tap on somebody's picture is a hey girl, and it's really (laughs) shit. That's I've been thinking a lot about how I'm just exceptionally bad um, about prioritizing and maintaining uh, relationships and friendships. So I really am gonna try to use this because every time I'm always what I've realized, and it's like I mean it's really cliche, but I'm like you. If if I don't plan or prioritize something, then it's just mm-hmm. not gonna happen. And like yep. like when I went out with you and Seth last night, I was like, "Bitch, you having fun?" <laughs> you know what's funny is I see that emotion cross your face. It happened at brunch in the city. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. You have this moment of looking at both of your shoulders and like, "Am I?" having fun that's it it's like there's a strange (laughs) tingling sensation is that fun so i'm joy and i'm just i really have to just do a better job so and this gives me like and i'm not very good at planning and doing things where like this is like these are like concrete things Mm -hmm. i can just be like Mm -hmm. hey yo let's go catch up and do x y and z yep so i appreciate that you know that's it continues to be my favorite segment the okay. mental moment with money. My favorite segment is your segment, friend. Mental moment with money. Going back to your math love, M cubed. Okay. So, all right, all right, all right. Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt your little ditty. <laughs> I don't know what your ditty would be for the word. This should be easier. Wow. No. You know what? I admire you for those days. Exactly. And I did different Whoa. musical genres. <laughs> Ouch. It, is... it takes, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I am blank. Tell the listeners that you apologize. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right. I'm sorry, Nikita, that I clowned you for the ditties because it is hard to come up with a ditty on a spot. Yeah. And you pulled from multiple genres. M- multiple. All right. You done, crossover artist? Yeah. All right. I feel redeemed. Okay. So, this week's episode is brought to you by Consent. Consent. You always be late. 
Or maybe I'd be early. Well, considering the dynamic of our relationship, it's probably me being late. <laughs> so the Me Too moment and mm-hmm. like not yeah, I'll say the the Me Too moment and um, you know, time's up. This has been I think we've like made like allusions to it, mm-hmm. but we really haven't like talked about it mm-hmm. in any kind of um like meaningful way. And I feel like amongst our listeners most people, I, I'm going to assume that most of our listeners are like on board with Me Too and they yeah. realize that, you know, sexual assault and rape culture is like, not just is it like unfortunately rampant, but it's like, it's a culture that absolutely has to be like dismantled mm-hmm, and gotten mm-hmm. away with. But as I'm sure everyone has recently seen, what has been so striking to me about their most recent Aziz um, and and sorry, revelation is how many people I feel like should know better right, right. have been totally Yo, fucked up. I've been let down. Exactly. Like, people, I don't, I don't like people on Facebook. Like I don't, <laughs> I have maybe 35 friends on Facebook. Right. I don't. And so I cultivate that space, right? It's really tight. Right. And to see people that I am friends with on Facebook posting shit like, well, maybe you just need a contract before you bring a girl right. home. Or, um, yeah, Aziz is guilty of not, not being a mom. I'm like, yeah. what? How are you on my friends list? Right. So, what... It seemed like the word consent was, like, a really perfect thing to, like, talk about right. and define. Because, to me, it really felt like that was the root of the of a lot of the really trash takes people were talking about it absent of the conversations about consent so what i want to do is um just talk i want to talk about consent and like specifically try to combat um like two of the points that i keep hearing repeated Mm -hmm. about you know why this is basically like a bridge why the feminists are just like they're just too Too out of control now Mm -hmm. you know the me you know i believed in the me too moment but now this is just going too far i found an article on teen vogue and we basically know that um at this day and age teen vogue has basically become like i was about to make a totally loser um, socialist jokes say that it's basically the Pravda of our time, and Pravda was the name of the um, the 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 paper during the Russian Revolution. Oh my so. God, was <laughs> such a nerd. Sorry, so that's okay. You gonna clown me about algebra one and then talk about the Russian Revolution? All right. Anyway, the point the point <laughs> is there's a there's a lot of good stuff. Um, the the pulse. You can get a sense of the political pulse by sometimes checking out Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue. Yeah. So, um, first, I saw, before I get to the Teen Vogue um, article by Dr. Um, Dr. Jana. That's a nice-ass name. Ooh. Um, so, Dr. Jana is um, a sex therapist, and uh, she uh, she's a sex therapist, a writer, and a researcher, and she has this really great article called Everything You Need to Know About Consent That You Never Learned in Sex Ed, and again, this, so many of the things that she talks about in this article were, I was like, this is what is missing from this conversation Mm -hmm. around um, consent. So before I get to that, there, I mean, yes means yes just has what I thought was a really 
really fantastic definition of consent and I feel like it so succinctly speaks to why why I think that this case um why you know what's been revealed about um Aziz Ansari's behavior like it, it really nails it so yes means yes they say that consent is a whole body experience come through whole it body. is not just a verbal yes or no it involves, and this this is the key right fucking here. It involves paying attention to your partner as a person and checking in with physical and emotional cues as well. You mean to tell me that the person I'm having sex with is a person? Right, and they, <laughs> that is really, I mean, like, you know, we laughing and we kiki, yeah. but that was so much. Right. That was so much of what was missing right, from the from exactly. the discussion, and, and why people don't see, you know, why Aziz, uh, you know, Asari's behavior was just mm-hmm, so totally mm-hmm. like inappropriate. And um, they also say that um, everyone has the right to sexuality without violence, and as part of that, we believe that positive sexuality sexuality begins with enthusiastic consent. Um, this means that we're excited and into our our own enjoyment, but we're also as excited and into someone else's enjoyment. Yes, yeah. And again, this is really what was missing. Um, why people didn't understand why his behavior was so mm-hmm. like totally unacceptable and inappropriate. Because it's like beyond their sexual imagination to think about a partner who would be as in tune and excited about your pleasure as their own. Right. One of the things that I keep seeing and I've kept uh, seeing was that the um, the woman and this is and so this this feminist outlet called Babe is the one that wrote this. And so the the woman's name, uh, you know, she use uses um, an anonymous name, Grace. And so she's the she spent the whole evening with um, Aziz. Just like he just kept, she, he kept pushing, mm-hmm. and so th- they say, you know, that um, he performed oral sex on her, and um, she performed oral sex on him, and so you know they went out, and so mm-hmm. she didn't leave, but it was after it was after she left where she was in the cab ride home, where she was like, like this is really like horrific, and then there there was times where she kept saying throughout the, um, throughout the ordeal like. We should stop this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. And so, and he even, I mean, that there's like this really graphic um, thing where he says like, is this how you want me to fuck you? And so she's like, no, like, I, I like mm-hmm. this is like, I actually don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, this is not okay. And so because of this, people are saying that she sent mixed messages. And what, and going back again, going back to like, if we understand that consent is a whole body experience. Right, right. And what was really bothering me about it is like. You actually it you actually have to be willfully either willfully ignoring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the like trepidatious or like the the hesitations on like from like your sexual partner or it just has to be such a low priority that you yeah. just don't give a fuck. Right, right. Because I even thought and I think the reason why why this has like so like enraged me, not to say that the other 
Um, I feel like, again, the uh, everybody, well, most decent people of mm-hmm. conscience, you know, feminists and other, like, progressive folks are, you know, on and around gender and sexuality or, like, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, all that shit is fucked up and all that shit is bad. But it's right. here where people are like, well, wait a minute, you know, this is mixed messages. Right. And so I've, I feel like I've personally, not just as a woman, but particularly as a woman that has sex and deeply enjoys Come on. sex Come with on. women, I was that like, part. it is it is so a part of my sexual like practice and priority and concern Mm -hmm. like I know you know not just like in you know in verbal terms and we'll get to that you can tell when a partner is not is is not into it you can so even so the verbal you know the difference between a no stop and a no Stop. Or like, like no, like really, like re- yeah, come like okay now, yeah, like all right, like you can, you can just tell. Or and going, uh, sorry to interrupt, going back to enthusiastic consent, you can tell when yeah, somebody is really, really deeply it, enjoying yeah. what it is yeah. that you're doing. So for me, it's like again, if we understand consent as a whole body experience, that's what I was just thinking. So it feels very similar to the reactions that people had around. That like blowjob scene and in insecure. Oh, where right. It's just like, um, you can consent to something and not consent to exactly. something else. And, like, and, they, like, and, and, and going back to it's not mixed messages. Right, right. It's, it's not very clear. Messages. It's clear, actually. And, and she said, like, throughout, like, there's so many ways in the article or, like, in the, like, the recounting where mm-hmm. she's like, no, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Or, like, stop. Or, do, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay, okay, I will, um, you know, I will perform oral sex, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I necessarily want to do other Every, things. Exactly. Like, That's those so, are not mixed messages. That is so, like, duh. And I, and I think... I'm a woman who has sex with women also. And so, like, I, but I I can, like, imagine times hearing from clients and from straight friends where it's just like, girl, I just gave him some head. And he went, you know, just like, right. I'm not, I, go ahead with that. Like, right, I don't want right, to do, right. like, everything. Exactly. Yes. Consent is a whole body experience. That's, that's, I mean, that's really it. Yeah, so the point about mixed messages, it's actually, like, it, it it actually was not mixed, and 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 what what mixed messages also assumes is that like that you just have access to somebody's like whole body, yeah, because they because they like came to your room or because right, they called exactly. you or any of these things. Like, well, you don't you don't call me at one at night and not expect. Yes, I can. Like because I wanted to right. have a conversation at one at night, like and nothing more. It's like this in um. This expected or like this entitlement, like of course I can have your body, right? And so, and it's, I mean, it's really interesting that like, and like I have to be honest, like when I first, so I saw a tweet, I don't remember who tweeted it. I mean, it's a black woman, I think, is like a popular like feminist writer, mm-hmm. and so she was like, when I read it, she's like, the first thing I thought was, "Girl, why didn't you leave?" And she's like, "But then I remembered all the times I, I didn't, didn't leave. leave either. I didn't leave." And so that was my, like, if yes. I'm being honest. And again, yeah. like, I think that it's safe to say that, you know, Queer Walk is mm-hmm. a solidly feminist, yeah. you know, um, podcast. And Montanique and I are definitely feminists. Mm-hmm. And, like, this goes to show, like, how pervasive this shit yeah. is. Cause, and, again, if I'm being totally mm-hmm. honest, my first reaction was, bitch, why'd you get up out of there? And then and- I remembered, going back to your point yes. about, you know, just 
you know, just being at somebody's house at like 11 yeah, or something is yeah. not like, that's mm-hmm, not a mixed message. Mm-hmm. I remember like in undergrad, like I went out with this dude and it's so weird because this is when I was around 18. And so this is when I was like coming in, I was like, you know, a budding feminist. Mm-hmm. And the reality is I feel like I've never particularly like been like a really like assertive person, Mm -hmm. but because I was just, you know, starting to, you know, get into like feminism and like, it was like really, it was a a really amazing like experience to me. And this is at the very beginning Mm -hmm. of my feminist journey. And I was going on, I was going out with this dude like we I was going to go to his house and watch movies and I called him and I was like, and this is nothing, but like, I think like this is shows how important like feminism is. It's like, Mm -hmm. cause I called him on the phone and I was like, and again, I'm, I wasn't an assertive person right. at 18. And right. I was like, hey, I was like, I'm coming to watch movies. I was like, but I really want to be clear with you that I'm not, like, I'm not interested mm-hmm, in having sex mm-hmm, with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I said that in yeah. explicit terms. Right. And I went over there and he was just pushy right, and he was right. terrible yeah. and he was awful. And I remember doing that negotiating. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, even when, and so even to, again, hammer home this point about mixed messages it was like I, the, the the message actually was not mixed yeah, it was blading it was like, glaringly and, obvious and still yeah you know he was only thinking about his concerns mm-hmm. and um only think about what he wanted mm-hmm. and then he, and you know that nigga had the audacity to be mad when i was like i don't like i'm actually not interested in this yeah. and i don't want to yeah. do this and that's yeah and and that's and that actually that's another point that people were making um like that's why people don't leave. Exactly. So uh, uh, we talked about this last night, but I I was telling you when I heard about this, I thought about that too. Like um, not leaving, right? And all the times that I didn't leave, and I just been I just dealt with regular niggas in undergrad. Like these were, you right. know, these were like on campus motherfuckers. Not a nigga not, with real not power. Exactly. And with with lawyers and and um, representatives and spokespeople. PR? Like this, you know. Netflix shows. Exactly. I, I was dealing with basic that is ass such niggas, a good point. and I and didn't feel like didn't I could leave. Exactly, leave. exactly. So and so, I can't. Like, how could you think? I guess my imagination. I've I actively work to expand it. Um, like even if it's not my lived experience, I can imagine how it could be someone else's. And I don't know how people can't understand. Not feeling like leaving is an option, right? In that situation, and 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 even that with like agreeing to to some certain things as like negotiating your own safety, like exactly. I'm, I'm just gonna like play with it so he'll leave me right. alone, and then I'm gonna go, right? Or, you know, like I have been in situations like that so many times in undergrad where it's just like just because you're there, it's expected that you're gonna have sex, right? And it's like. Sex, sexu- I mean, we could talk for days about how sexuality is just like read on to black women and sure. all this stuff. Like, sure, can't you? You ain't gonna say no, basically. Like, there's no such thing as no, or given who the guy is, also, like, right. oh, ain't nobody gonna say no to him. Sure, blah, blah, blah. well, obviously, and I because I saw another tweet that was like, does your feminism only come to or or like your like sexual assault rape frameworks only come to whether or not you like this dude? Like is that is that really what it's about? Like oh Aziz, that's that's the homie though. Right, I really right, like exactly. So, <laughs> so, and that should even show you like even even the likable dude. It shows you how pervasive <laughs> exactly, it is. exactly. Um, just the point though about like why you don't leave is like 
like I remembered when I was like, like when I made it, like when that dude realized that I was very serious mm-hmm. about not wanting to have sex with him. He like he had like a tantrum. Yeah, like he started like throwing shit. And, like, I, like, he picked me up. So, I was at his mercy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, and so you know, he gets mad. And he's like, oh, you know, come on. You know, he's calling me everything but a child of God. And, and, and then, and that, and that all of this is, like, you know, I'm reminded of all this when I'm reading the article. Because I'm like, like, imagine if he didn't just, like, cuss me out. Right, right. And, and he was, like, throwing shit yeah. and had a full tantrum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, I was, mm-hmm. like, in serious danger. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why people don't leave is because, right. like, you're, again, you're trying to negotiate, yeah. well, doing something that, like, I'm actually going to feel horrific mm-hmm. about while it's happening is, like, that feels like a better negotiation than right. somebody, like, right. being, like, totally, yeah. like, violent mm-hmm. and, like, 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 like physically, right. like like punching me or like hitting or me forcing or forcing me to right, do it. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that um it just it, it goes I mean it goes back to consent. That's the word, right? Like um I think last night Seth brought up uh that scene in color purple where Celia's just like feels like he just using the bathroom on me. Right, and exactly. It's like is that consent? Was she consenting exactly. in those moments? And and uh well uh I think a lot of people leave out with consent is also power Mm. (laughs) and like can somebody even consent in that situation exactly and um you know the the black feminist gods queen and jay always talk about this on on their podcast also about like you can also be in these situations where power dictates if it's consent or rape or not right 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 and by power i mean like is this person your boss is this person a CO at the prison where you're incarcerated? Is it is it a cop right. brandishing a weapon right. and a badge? In your fucking house? Exactly. You know, like, all of these things are power. Yeah. And so the the next point that I just wanted to hit, you know, before we get into uh, Dr. Zana's uh, really great article, is, like, the thing that has really just, like, grinded my gears is that people were just saying, oh, she just had bad sex. It was just, oh, and so that, she like, she like regretted it and she, it was just like, a lot of people have had bad sex, but that's not sexual assault. And I'm like, again, what world, like are people, bad sex is, you, you know, you, right, <laughs> you, you didn't come, you didn't yeah. orgasm, yeah. Um, you know, it, I was ready to go for half an hour and yeah. you know, they were done about yeah. two minutes <laughs> or, you know, that person's mm-hmm. a shitty kisser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, wasn't tickling and finagling things, right? right? right. Like, it didn't... Like, that's... It's what kind of, like, fucked up Mm -hmm. culture is, like, repeated no's and I don't want to do this. That's... That's bad sex is bad sex is not not consensual sex. Right, right. And, like, it's so so strange to me that we actually have to make, like, that distinction. Mm -hmm. That it's like, no, it it wasn't bad. Bad sex is still consensual. Yeah, yeah. Like, you... You're... You just are not satisfied exactly. with what you signed up for. Exactly. This is not bad sex. That, that's just not as clear as it is. And I'm like, just like, how, 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 again, if you're not you agreeing know better. to something, it is not bad. Right. It's sexual it's assault. It's a sexual assault. Sexual assault. misconduct. Right. Right. So, whoo, shit, I'm heated. So we've laid out why this, why people should know better, why this was fucked up, why this isn't bad mm-hmm. sex, why this isn't, why these aren't mixed messages, and why, you know, 
women, uh, you know, if women, if, you know, we're talking about a woman in this case, but, you know, other, like, gender nonconforming folks yeah. or other people, yeah. people who experience sexual misconduct, sexual assault, or rape, why they don't leave. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are really important. And I feel like Dr. Zana, like, gets into... Throughout this article, again from Teen Vogue, everything you need to know about consent that you never learned in sex ed, um, makes some really good points that I think really addresses um, some of the things that we're talking about. So I'm just going to hit on some of the uh, points. You all can go and look at the article um, yourself. I'll put the link in the description. Shout, Shout out to the motherfucking show notes. They be tight. You know. I aspire. One of the things that, uh, like the first point that uh, she makes is avoid partners who are vulnerable. So that's anybody that's intoxicated, you know, that's new in some kind of new situation, um, sexually inexperienced, or they don't have the capacity, um, physical or mental capacity to make an informed decision um, about sex. And Again, going back to how we said it's a whole body like experience. This, mm-hmm. if you're trying to avoid a partner who is vulnerable, that means at the bare minimum you have yeah. to be attuned. Yeah, you're paying attention. Exactly. To, you know when somebody is too drunk to. I don't understand how like in one situation you can be like, "All right, girl, you too drunk, you cut off," and in another situation, not understand that she can't then or they can't then also consent to like sex, you know? So, right. so I guess I could just give a clear example. So what I mean is, I've been in situations at the bar where somebody is like, "Give me another drink, come on, girl, give me another drink," and everybody's like, "Girl, no, no. right? You can't even make that exactly. decision right now." But that same person will leave with somebody and everybody be like, mm, that's her business. She go- but right, you just- exactly. You just, <laughs> you just said, cut that bitch off at the bar. Exactly. No more. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I, again, really just driving home this point about the whole body experience. Um, Dr. Zana says, establish reciprocal interest before you start thinking about physical touch. But you know what all this is based in? Nikita, is that you have to think of the person you are this having sex with as a this, human being is who is it. deserving of like a good experience, also. So it's right, like, who might have a motherfucking desire yes, of their own. Yes, exactly, exactly. And it's like every, you know, we all like you know, people always throw around the term "woke." This, like, this is like you literally have to just be conscious, just conscious of like, like a person as, who's alive yes, paying attention yeah. to another human exactly, being. Exactly. Cause if not, you just like using that's this is that's I mean, exactly you're just what using it is. another person to get. You can just like go rub that out, deal with it on your own. Deal with it on your own, exactly. Um, the next thing is um, negotiate consent verbally. So I feel like a lot of. So this is when you see a lot of the assholes being like, "Well, what? Now we gotta get something signed in front of a notary republic." Well, I feel like if you are a person a- person asking that, then you probably have a trail of people who feel like that they have been, um, like, abused by you. Exactly. I'm just saying, like, if you can't talk to somebody to just say, what do you like or what are you into? Even, you you can do it in the moment. Like, people are like, ah, that killed a vibe. Yeah. First of all, I am a big dirty talker. Same. Like, I love that stuff. Talk to me. So, if, if you're telling me, like, what you going to do, or what you want to do, that that right there can be your verbal consent. It can be part of your foreplay if you know what that is. You know, and like right. all of that, you don't have to make it 
this like stale laid out thing. But if you're thinking about doing it that way, then you probably aren't really humanizing your partner exactly. and feeling like they deserve a good sexual experience also. And my thing is like, I've, I can like point to moments where I've done this and not like the vibe wasn't killed. Exactly. We had a good, nice, consensual Yo, time. I have a game. I am not joking. I have a game called 100 Questions About Sex. That I played with we, my friends. Yeah. It, we played it and right here in this living right. room. <laughs> you ain't have to say it like that. <laughs> right here in this living room. As if my living room is just drenched with like sex Wow, juice. okay. But yes, like these these aren't... Is it because we gay, Nikita? Is that... That these... Like do straight people not have these conversations? I, I don't know. I just don't think so. And like this is what, what I was getting at. Earlier, as I'm so glad my baby sisters have me. (laughs) When I was saying that this this whole thing roused me up as a woman, but particularly as a woman who has sex with women, it's not because I'm not going down the biologically determinist route where I'm saying women are just somehow naturally, you know, more thoughtful, sensitive, blah blah blah. That's (laughs) what I'm actually saying. Quite the opposite. I'm saying that like based on like experiences that I like described earlier, and then me knowing how pervasive that experience is, Mm -hmm. has it is for like women largely. This is what drives me to be, Mm -hmm. you know. I just, I'm sure that I'm not the only one with those experiences. And I know that, and I assume that partners have had that, of those kinds of experiences. So it is like, not only is it a principle and a value that comes from my politics, but it's deeply rooted in those lived experiences where I'm like, I need to prioritize, I need, and actually Mm -hmm. I want to. Again, because it's a part of my values, but it also mm-hmm. heightens the sexual experience it to know really that we're does. all on the same page. Not right. all, not. I mean, I've, I've never had like group sex where it is all, <laughs> uh, but like my my partner and I are on the same page, right. and we're both enthusiastically mm-hmm. like enjoying I this. Remember um, learning encounter, learning about yes means yes, uh, and actually, I learned about yes means yes as a counter to the it's on us campaign. Oh, so I'm I'm really thankful for that. But the person who I was learning this from said. Uh, we shouldn't be talking about like no means no because that first of all it's all focused on like audibles right, right like right, if, right. if they ain't say no then just keep going like that's but if it's not an oh hell yes then it's a no like and just take take it that way like you you should be you should be wanting to have enthusiastically please do that to me sex right. like why would you not exactly like, why would you want to have any other kind of sex just exactly and, I mean even there is no situation that is an exception. Even in kink, None. even in kink None. and like, you know, role plays and all of that stuff. There is so much communication and humanizing of your partner and knowing what they want before you are in that situation. Like their safe words, all of that. Like I don't just talk to the people that you having sex with. Is that hard? And Dr. Zana makes a good point around um so talking, but also again paying attention to the body language. And so mm-hmm. it's sad how she describes this because it's actually very fucking accurate. And so one of the points she makes is that you have to neg- you should even negotiate consent non-verbally. Mm-hmm. And so she says that this requires more experience, carefulness, and perceptiveness. Right. So you the, the reality is that. And I think especially, like, as we're talking about this particular instance, it's like men just, like, they just, 
It's not, and again, it's we're not making by any stretch of the imagination biologically determinist arguments. It's quite the con- contrary. They're mm-hmm. not socialized to have mm-hmm. this this kind of carefulness and perceptiveness because they're not socialized. That first of all, that um, that there are like w- there are people out there who willingly want to engage with that with you because exactly. they're told like, oh, don't look for those people. Actually, it's about the. It's about forcing yourself on someone. Right. It's like, no, there are actually people who will give it to you if you just act like a human being and treated them like a human being. Like a fucking human being. And so when she's talking about negotiating consent non-verbally, this is key. Like building up slowly, getting continued, reciprocated, enthusiastic responses before you escalate to each subsequent Mm -hmm, like intimate mm -hmm, act. mm -hmm. It's like, are you paying attention to, again, how they're responding? Are they smiling, leaning in closer? And again, I don't think we can make, it's not even us making, this is Dr. Zana talking. Err on the side of fucking caution. If she don't sound like Ashanti ad libs, just don't keep going. Please do an Ashanti ad lib right now. Oh, baby. Wow. <laughs> I want to rock with you. Oh. That sounds like pain. So I, I think that we should reject that. Or if it's me, <laughs> I, I tweeted this, but it's so true that I sound like Clay Davis. I just be like, she. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> well, fuck Aziz. Fuck all the people with, uh, you know. I'm like, th- it really hurt me, the people that I saw. Like, well. Right. I was like, wow. As, as we always say, like, I mean, I just said, you know, fuck Aziz. But honestly, the, the real reason why, I mean, you nailed it, why I wanted to talk about this is that there's people who, again, should know better. Yeah. And they're just, and they're just spewing all of this mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. that in any other circumstance, I feel like they would be much more prone um, to criticize. Mm-hmm. And it's like, again, this. And you also made a point before we started recording that, like, thanks to feminist movements, um, we've expanded this idea of what rape and sexual assault looks like. Like, we don't, we don't just see it as this, like, violent person jumps out the bushes right. and, like, throws you into a car anymore. Like, we... Uh, and I don't know why, but I keep thinking about, like, this imagination, right? So, we've, we've expanded our definitions to encompass other ways of what that can look like. And now, we just need to expand our imaginations around what consent looks like. Right. And that... I mean... Okay, y'all. Y'all get me so fucking tired. But. <laughs> <laughs> and it, again, and you know what else I think that this hit on, and it's gonna be the last point because I know this segment is getting kind of long, but um, I think this also hit on for people that they might actually yes. have done something yes. shitty to someone. Yeah, and and I mean, Alice Walker has this metaphor where she talks about being a beautiful butterfly and evil honey, and I think if more people read Alice Walker, first of all, um, that. That there would be this understanding about, like, you can be a quote-unquote nice person and still be, like, soaked in all of these toxic messages from the society. You're mired in the society. Like, like we we can't escape it. Exactly. We live in a rape culture. Like, all the messages that we get sent tell us that femmes, women, and non-male folks do not have ownership of their own bodies. Like, we have rights to it. It's like, like, 
I don't like fucking squatters rights or land or something, you know, like it, it, it's for everybody. And we can just like touch and grab and have sex with however we want and that they are not deserving of pleasure. And when they do get their own pleasure, that we stigmatize, demonize them and uh, like marginalize them. Right. And we get all these labels like hoes or whatever. Yeah. So if you uh, the last thing I'll say is if you're one of those fuck ass people that was saying and spewing this bullshit about um mixed messages this this mixed messages and bad sex i i i i challenge you to incorporate what we've talked about into your own sexual mm-hmm. practices so get your shit together and do the right thing or uncle nick will find you and beat your motherfucking ass she really will i really will <laughs> all right so <laughs> I feel like, do we even need a topic on this episode? <laughs> I really don't feel like we do. We, we kind of went in. Um, but I did want to, uh, well, we wanted to read a letter in response to our last topic about demisexuality. I'm just saying, uh, yeah, y'all been, again, y'all been deep in the contributions yeah. between um, our last episode and this one. So, um, shout out to Kiara. So, in regards to uh, or response to our last episode, uh, where we meant where we talked about demisexual, uh, Kiera says, "Hey, Money and Nikita. Hey, hey, ow, ow. <laughs> I was listening to the recent episode, and I figured I should write in since it resonated with me. I identify as an asexual queer person. I'm a lesbian, but I don't find myself sexually attracted to anybody." I've heard of demisexual before the episode, but I don't really enjoy labels, so never knew where it fell on the spectrum. The problem, which is in quotes, with being asexual in relationships, your partner might think that you're not attracted to them or something, but that's not the case. In my case, at least, it's just the sex that isn't interesting. I find the person cute, but I'm not enough to be like, wow, I want to smash. I really feel like most ace people don't mention that about themselves. We just blend into whatever sexual group we identify with. And then as relationships form, we have the convo about how we tick. I hope this helps with your perspective and is able to help others. Mm. Thank you for that. Thanks, Kira. I mean, I think it it added uh, to, I guess, like the perspective of like asexuality and like the ace spectrum. I guess I was just... Um, I just had, like, more questions around labels and labels as identities and how, like, they work in community. Like, to identify as an asexual lesbian, I really have questions around how people are are, um, defining sex. Say more. Um... Well, because, because, so I lectured on this last week around, um, like, lesbian couples, and a lot of times what happens in, in research studies on lesbian couples, I hate to be this person, but like I said, I live it and I study it, but a lot of times in research, um, lesbians don't get captured in, like, having sex because there's no... One, penetration, or two, like, genital-on-genital contact. Uh Uh-huh. And that doesn't necessarily have to be happening for you to have sex, especially as a lesbian. Sure. Um, Particularly, I should say, particularly (laughs) as a lesbian. Um, And so I I just wondered, like, what... How how people when I think I think everybody feels like they have this working definition of what sex is, but I honestly don't think that 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 can't be the case for us to have all of these because 
the first thing I thought of when I read demisexuality is like, is that isn't that everyone? Like, um, maybe not me, because like I said, I'm highly sexual. Right. But but um, to like not initially be sexually attracted to someone, I feel like. I mean, what's evident with everything we've been talking about this episode, because people are so trash, even if I do find you sexually attractive at first, like, mm, you can get the cookies, you probably going to say some shit that I'll be dried right up in the next <laughs> minute. So, um, like, that, again, makes me think about, like, what, how are people defining sex, sexual attraction, especially queer women? Like, what do you mean by sex? Yeah. When you said it, before we started recording, I realized, I don't know what the... I feel like it's... We were talking a little bit. How do I define sex? So, I I used to be a, a old head YouTube person. And there was this YouTube channel, Studology 101. I don't know if they still make videos, but... Back in my baby dyke days, they, they were like les- black lesbians making... YouTube videos about lesbian stuff, so I watched. Um, and one of their videos, uh, Pooks said something like, if we go in a room together, excited, and both of us, like, get off, and we leave that room, then we had sex. Like, that's that's how she thought about, like, sex. And so I like that uh. definition because it's, it's big enough for all the things that I think lesbians do in order to have sex. Like, I don't have to be rubbing my genitalia on yours sure. for us to do that, but that's a possibility. It could be very like double-ended toys or so. Do you feel like there has to be some kind of like erotic stimulation? See, I don't know what you mean by that because then. So I was also talking about this in re- relation to asexuality um, because. I I do not identify as asexual. <laughs> um, and when someone says that, like, they're not interested in sex with another person, I, I, I guess I just immediately go to, does that mean do you don't want to deal with their genitals? Because that mm. could just be a boundary. Like, how, how is that? Di- like, when does it become an identity, I guess? And, like, when is it just not, like, how you define sex? Because M- maybe it is just about that. Maybe it is the simple act of naming it. Maybe there are some people who are like, okay, that's my boundary. Yeah. And there's some people that like, where it's like, okay, I feel compelled to say that that's an identity. Because mm-hmm. on some level, is aren't all identities basically about boundaries? Like in the sense where it's like, oh, well, I don't have, I'm not interested in having sex or any kind of sex or romantic attraction or desire for men so that's where i draw the boundary and Mm -hmm. and within that drawing that boundary then i identify as a lesbian Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i I feel like identity is essentially a bounded thing yeah i also identify as a lesbian for political reasons sure i'm I'm not saying it's the only reason not saying it's the only reason right 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 because I mean, <laughs> what did Ray Schremer say? She said, what's your type? I said, I like what I like. Like that, <laughs> I mean, really, that's everybody's sexuality, right? I like what I like. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but the reason that I, Lena Waif said this really recently, you know, I feel like it's important for me to be an out black I woman, that, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. like that, that feels um, like political to me. And so, and please, like, Folks on the ace spectrum, demisexuals, uh, 
people who aren't into labels but use labels like asexual and demi. Yeah. Like, I don't know where the political stance is in naming that. Mm. Like, what... And again, it goes back to what I said the last episode. Like, I don't know what, like, institutional power or, like, access or marginalization you experience by having that as a label or an identity. Well, I don't think that the two have to be connected. I don't think that you have to experience some kind of um, institutional marginalization or exclusion to -hmm. claim the identity. I I feel like there's a difference between... There's a, I feel like there's a difference between talking about broader forces of like oppression, exploitation, and mm-hmm. exclusion. Those, those oftentimes they do, but it those don't also need to be the basis from which people form identities, identities all the time. Right. Yeah. So I think you can have any kind of, I, you can You're have right. a, probably a number of identities right. Right. that mm-hmm. that actually aren't rooted and. That Your aren't oppression. directly connected to right. some kind of like mm-hmm. broader exclusion from social, political, economic, blah, blah, blah. You're right. I guess I was just thinking like the way I think about making a political sense is like like what is impacted or changed or like sure. what, what piece of liberation am I stealing by naming that identity? Right, 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 right. I don't think so, that's the way everybody comes to naming right. and um, labeling themselves. Right. Well. If you like um, it, I love it. Is that pretty much <laughs> like... Honestly, either though, way, I still ain't getting none. So. <laughs> I honestly realize I don't know enough. Not even enough. I don't. I realize I actually don't know a lot about um, like the ace community or spectrum. Yeah, and I, and I feel like I've. I feel the little bit that I do know about. You know, we. You know, a constant thing that we stress on um, the show is making the you know distinction between sexual practices, identities, and desires. And I yeah. and even though again I know these things, I feel like this knee jerk way in which I'm conflating certain kinds of things. That's when exactly I, when I think about this. What so I, I just I need to learn more. Yes, to be able Nikita. to like start to separate these things out. Exactly. 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 <laughs> But so, but it, again, it's our own propensity, even though we know better right. to conflate things. Mm-hmm. And I know more things than sex constitute a relationship. Exactly, more things than sex constitute attraction. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. The practice, the desire, and identity. The, the identity. Whew. Your brain hurts. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like worn out. I'm just like how. I ain't got all the answers. Right? <laughs> we don't. We're, I feel like we're clear about that. Yeah, I think this is also which, pretty important. Which is why we always encourage community contributions and using the using hashtag. Using the hashtag, please. Because get in, get in there on Queer WOC and be like, Money and Nikita, y'all bitches wrong. Let exactly. us know. That's, yeah. that's, that's why we that's why because... we really do encourage this kind of engagement. And we mm-hmm. so we can... Push the conversation yes. forward because I'm st- I still have this question around like what is when does a boundary become an identity and I get what you're saying about like well all identities are about boundary but something feels different to me with like demisexuality and asexuality around like a boundary becoming an identity I don't know why again I own maybe it's because I'm hella sexual I guess that's what's hard for me is like right now I'm trying to think about somebody that I've been attracted to. That I don't, like, fantasize about, you know? Uh-huh. And so, maybe that fantasy could be, I really want to hold their hand. Uh-huh. Or I really would love to kiss them. But 
again, I would ask, then how are you defining sex? Right. Like, if, if like, because you said something about, like, erotic, like, erotic touching or uh-huh. something. Erotic stimulation. Erotic stimulation. And so I, because I'm a couples therapist and I've seen couples in session, I would, like, push on that and say that erotic touch and stimulation isn't only confined to these areas of our body that we sexualize. Yeah. I know one of my couples, they have this whole thing around, like, rubbing on ears. Oh, Like, wow. earlobes. Yeah. Or, like, uh, knee massages. Oh. And, and how that becomes, you know, stimulation, yeah. arousal, and all that stuff. And so, initially, if you like, can you rub my knee? You, you're not thinking, like, that's sexual. Right, right, but right. for them, it is. And so, that's, yeah. All these things are going through my mind. I don't know how I would define sex. If you like it and I like it, hey. <laughs> I feel like it's hard for me to think about it conceptually, to come up with like a broad definition. I feel like mm-hmm. I can only, at this point, I can only define it for myself. And it's based on like the things that I like that get me off. Mm-hmm. That make my legs shake and quiver and yell out to the gods. <laughs> you don't have to continue, all right? I did want to say um, that I I was excited about this excited sounds like such the wrong word to use right now but i was excited about the topic being submitted around demisexuality and also this follow-up letter um because i'm really interested on queer walk in having so i was listening to marcia's plate and diamond said that she does not want to waste their time on the podcast um having conversations that have already been had in the community or about the community, what she wants to do is have these conversations that push the community forward, right? And so that's exactly what I want to do with this space. I do not want to have the same dusty-ass conversations that have always been had about queer women of color, black lesbians, whatever. Like, I'm not interested in, and I don't think Nikita is either, but I'm not interested in having conversations around um, stud-on-stud, any of that stuff because those conversations have been like beat to death like you can literally go on youtube and probably find like five to six pages of videos just on stud on stud and if you listen to this podcast you know how i feel about stud on stud i'm with it it. (laughs) 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 like what (laughs) shit sign me up i'm interested in creating queer walk to be a like world building space Meaning that I don't always want it to be this space that centers, um, like, resistance because of our uh, identities. I also want it to be a place of celebrating our identities. You know? Does that does that make sense what Say I just more. said? Like, I don't want Queer Walk to become the platform where we talk about resisting all of the shit that the world puts at our feet because of our identities uh-huh. as both racialized People who identify as femme or women uh-huh. and people who identify as queer. Mm-hmm. I also want, I, like, sure, sometimes we have to do that because that's just the nature of the beast. So, of course, we have to do that sometimes. But more so, I want this to be a place where we celebrate who we are and right. we celebrate our lives. And, you and, like, talk about the fun stuff. That I guess I just said all that to say that that's why I liked this conversation is because it did do that for me. Pushed. It pushed the community. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm, like, aware and underdeveloped on my knowledge around, like, the ace spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that helps me. Like, okay, if I'm saying queer, this is all inclusive of everybody with, like, you know, 
marginalized sexual yeah. identity. So I need to be looking at this and pushing myself to right, be more inclusive. Right, 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 definitely. And something that I th- I think about is when you mentioned, so we're reading um, Audre Lorde or, you know, you read the work of... Um, just, you know, any of the, like the black feminist, you know, ancestors like Barbara Smith or Cheryl Mm -hmm. Clark. And you're wondering why does this shit sound like the same things that we're dealing with, Mm -hmm. um, right now. It's something that I actually, if we're talking about pushing the community forward, the thing that I think about is like, there are ways in which, where it might seem as if things are the same, but they're actually different. Yeah. And it's like we actually need to like cultivate the tools and the analysis to see what are what you know, what things were, mm-hmm. you know, were happening then and what things are like happening mm-hmm. um like now. And so this is kind of why um I I um money gets so mad at me when we're preparing um for the show because it takes me like seventy million years it does. to get ready to do the um the word. The word. You prepare like a pastor. Like, <laughs> but because I actually, I think that there's a lot of times where th- I think we people want to go for like the easy read mm-hmm. or like the easy analysis. But but actually sometimes it does require a little bit of like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A, a rigorous study to mm-hmm. try to figure out what the fuck is actually right. happening right. in the world. Yeah. And so that so I feel like when we talk about pushing the community forward, I feel like this the small, small, small way that I'm trying to do that is to like like that's why I think defining like the terms and and mm-hmm, again mm-hmm. sharpening our tools for being able to understand what the fuck is happening. So right. like when like what you did mm-hmm. and I feel like you did that like effortlessly at the beginning when you were talking about oh well you know the the four black lesbians that were killed I was like oh well they weren't killed because they were lesbians. It's like what are the tools to help us to see right. what are the conditions mm-hmm. that would lead to that? It's mm-hmm. like that that's I think that's how we actually not just like push people like outside of the community but like this is how we like push that those kinds of analyses within w- within yeah. like the community and it also keeps us from like burning out cuz we see the the progress that we have made so when we say that you know that you know some kind of progress has been made it's not because like the the people in power somehow you know were tur- you know they turned over a new leaf <laughs> and they were like my we should start treating these these queer negresses like human beings. Stop saying negresses. <laughs> but it was it was because people galvanized it. Like you know what I'm saying is I'm always going to give the credit to where the credit is actually right. due, yeah. and it's the movements, mm-hmm. right? And again, that's like. And, like, that's actually, like, an analytical point, right? So, like, I know a lot of times, again, this is, like, a common thing that we hear. is like, oh, there's really been no progress. It's like, well, actually, if you're thinking, like, strategically in terms of, like, mm-hmm. the gains of movements, then we'll say any progress that we've ever made has been, you know, like, b- because, of, b- because of movements. And so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, if it's because of movements, then we're like, well, what were the strategies? What were the exactly. tactics? What were the points exactly. of contention? And it's like, that. Yeah. that's that delving mm-hmm. deeper. And that's how we actually... Yeah. You like push the community forward mm-hmm. by doing that, um, like again, that deep rigorous analysis and that deep rigorous study of trying to figure out not only what the fuck has happened and what the fuck is going on, but like as you were getting at, what is it that we actually, what is, how do we actually get from point A to point mm-hmm. B? And mm-hmm. again, I not to not to be a loser, but um, today I did this at a workshop. Um, for my job around like health and safety in the workplace. And it's like, we okay, so first we identify what the hazards in the workplace are. Mm-hmm. And then we envision and imagine in the workshop what uh, 
uh, workplace that was like free of hazards would look, look like. like mm-hmm. And then we say, okay, how do we get from point A to point B? Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. that's, I actually don't think that there's enough of that kind I of I do discussion. that in therapy all the time too. I have folks on one side of the paper draw their problem. And then on the other side of the paper, draw what their life would be like without that problem. Yeah. And then in the middle, we just strategize. That's, that's, yeah. Like that's how do exactly we get it. you from this problem to this perfect picture? Pushing workers and people in therapy forward. Boom. Right. There you go. Like that's all I'm trying to do is just push the conversation forward. Right. Push the so, revolution forward, whatever. You know. So it's time for Bum Ba-da-da. Curved Chronicles. Curved Chronicles. Wow. Oh my God. I, I'm going to give you credit for it because, like I said, I couldn't. I'm about to say, bitch, you won't have a thing ready. <laughs> um. So Nikita would not let me do my Curved Chronicle that I wanted to do. Oh my God. Um, because it's she, probably mean and I would probably regret it yeah. or whatever. No, I don't think you would regret it. You're not that kind I of broad. I regret nothing. Okay. <laughs> I am. Okay. Please. <laughs> sure of that. Okay. okay. Um, but I I guess this is not necessarily a curve, but I just realized that a bitch can't tweet about having a crush because it puts y'all like in a nosedive into your feelings. It's just as interesting to me. Like nobody I didn't name anyone in that tweet, but Boy, oh boy, did the did it rumble the streets. And also, I guess I followed it up with a tweet about um, sex robots. And I was just like... That sex robot While I'm thing. out here looking for Bay, I should be just saving and investing to build the sex robot of my dreams. Yeah. I think that's an <laughs> awful idea. Then I hope you don't do that. Well, a, a robot can't give me things exactly. that I that's want Exactly. That's not... Anyway. No. A robot can't like debate the future of black feminism with me. <laughs> That's really all I want Bay to do. That black feminist robot Bay is coming out <laughs> in 2045. I just gotta hold on until then. Um, this is so funny. I'm always this is why I don't. I always say I need to get better at the tweet game because it's like I saw those tweets and instead of like. Tweeting, I always end up texting. I call or I text you. You called me. And that's when I was like, oh, this is serious. Yeah. I mean, Nikita called me. Because I was like, I was about to say, who are these old motherfuckers in Montanique's tweets? No. Mentions. You know what's funny is that a lot of people who either replied to that tweet or reposted it or something. I have previously like been attracted to. I've I did. That's why I called because I I paid I paid attention. <laughs> I I want to learn how to do the Kyle Barker laugh. You know I've been watching. Oh, you've been watching Single. Living Single. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was it. That was good. Yeah, I'm. I just, oh, yeah. are they gonna like? I'm always afraid of singing yeah, on the show because, you know, they copyright. Shut Girl, this shit I got right an off. email the other day about copyright infringement, and I was so scared it was for the podcast because in the early episodes, I was using, like, real songs yeah. before we had the, the the intro track. But it was for a YouTube video that I did in maybe 2006. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, phew, phew. <sighs> Gosh. <laughs> so the podcast is safe for now. But yeah. Um. 
I don't feel the need to disclose who my crush is. Yeah, I've been, okay. Uh, I'm and really I annoyed am, by this. Yeah. And I'm actively trying to not have this crush. So <sighs> I feel like if Why? I if I say it out loud, then it makes it real. It doesn't. It, it releases the power. I didn't believe that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just said it. <laughs> you just want to know. Um, Tell me off air. Mm-hmm, I won't. Sign it. Sign it? Yeah, let's do I charades. I don't know ASL. <laughs> no. Think um, it real hard and try to send it to me. <laughs> no. Okay. I can feel it, but I can't say it. People be out here liking each other or whatever, but that doesn't mean that something comes from it. Oh, sure, sure, And so sure. I think, like, that tweet wasn't even about me, like, people's response to it. It uh-huh. was more, like, them. <laughs> what do you mean it was more them? It was more of, I think people, I think I'm not the only one who's, like, trying to not have crushes on people or shut down. You always do this. Like, try to pull at a string that I, like, can't explain. That people really don't give a shit of who I have a crush on. It's more about, like, am I actually going to be the one to leap and, like, act on it? Oh, I see. Because I think it just happens a, a lot in our, like, circles that people, I could, like, fawn over you for days but you ain't gonna know it yeah yeah sure yeah so that's that's real which is why somebody's gotta take a leap it shall not be i okay i just said somebody ain't gotta be you yeah it will not be mon to the neek well i hope <laughs> the crush is listening in and i hope that they um take a leap. stop talking to my crush because you don't even know who they are exactly anyway. so i'm just putting it out there putting it out there crush crush Make you move. It's called. It's it's not called loving embrace. It's called crush for a reason. <laughs> Maybe they should call it a smash. <laughs> All right, y'all. This has been a great episode. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm just. I'm I'm right now in Montanique's living room. I'm waving my hands feverishly, trying to conjure up some kind of something so they can make their move. I I feel like I know. I don't know who it is, but I feel like I know who I want it to be. And I hope that they do the right thing. But they don't know that I like them. They, so I'm sure they know. I hope they know. No. And I hope that they, they make the move. And also, y'all see this brand new beta uh, Nikita, right? right? This, okay. Right? Right? Okay. <laughs> Where was this bitch at the live show <laughs> this is- when I was trying to give out, when I was still in my lovey-dovey mode trying to give out business cards to get some? <laughs> I, I literally just Where was that? Okay. Where was this Nikita then? This has been fun. I mean, I, I, no, no, don't get me wrong. I still categorically reject those ridiculous business cards. If y'all saw my business cards, you would understand. All right. They're popping. All right. This has been great. Don't do that. It, consider it already done. How is it? How is Giving somebody a business card. We're not going to keep rehashing this. (laughs) This is a new year. Let it go. You know what? You're wrong. I'm right. I was not wrong. Give it up. Actually. Money's crush. Make that move right now, baby. You only go around once in a lifetime. You know, I saw a gif of um, New York. You know, Tiffany Yeah, Paula, yeah, yeah. And she was like, be extra, bitch. You only go around this bitch one time. Be extra. Shout out to old yeah. school R&B and shout out to Shalimar on that one. Make I have no move. idea what either one of those You know what that, are. okay. 
All right. Well, we're done. Isn't Shalimar like a candy? No, it's like, his name was, I don't know, but I know it's name like of that It's like a Jewish group. candy. I, wow. I hope that we're not accused of anti-Semitism. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, there really is a Jewish candy. It's called like Shalimar, ain't it? I've never heard of that. It, it's kind of like malty. Like, mal- I don't know any word you're saying. And I think we should cut the program right now before we <laughs> get into trouble. Who is Shalimar. <laughs> I'm telling you. There's a candy. My mom used to eat it all the time. It's yes. a candy. I promise. Okay, we're done. Maybe they named their group. Are they Are they Jewish? I don't know. I just know that they're black. <laughs> not, which is not to say that black people can't be Jewish, but I don't know. I, th- I think that you have to cut this segment right out. Well, uh, this has been a great episode. This has been fun. This <laughs> nice catching up with y'all. Um, is that Beyonce? I feel like sometimes I worry that like our episodes are lengthy and then I remember that we're bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. So you can listen to the first hour one week and the second hour the next week. Use the hashtag in the meantime and we out. We out. Deuces. Deuces.